Welcome, everybody, to episode 101 of the Circle Back Podcast, the show where three great friends get together and talk about video games. I'm Dan Dufernoy. As always, I'm joined by Dan LaMarca. How are you, Dan? Hello. And no Shelby today, but Shelb, we miss you. We feel your spirit. Miss you, buddy. I feel your warmth breathing down my neck. <laughs> oh, and God, he's right behind. <laughs> <laughs> he's here. Um, anyway, we miss you, bud. Uh, we're thinking of you. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing Shelb's beautiful voice on the next episode. Dan, let's jump in the way that we always jump in. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Dan, I see you have a list of a lot of games you've been checking out. been playing a lot of stuff. But there is one where we have some overlap. Okay, which one's that? Dan, I finally got Cyber Shadow. Nice. And I've been playing Cyber Shadow. So that's Yacob Club Games published. Published, yeah. It's um, People Mecha, Mecha Dragon or Mecha Head, something like that. Studios. Right. It's actually a single developer made this game. Amazing. Yeah. I always find that absolutely Which amazing. pretty cool. That is really cool. Music and everything. That's yeah. so cool. Um, he started out, I was reading about it. Yeah. He started out doing like um, mods for like old games and stuff like that. And then he just kind of like was doing his own game in the, in the background. Amazing. May respect to that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's amazing. It is very cool. I love, I love like the punk nature of that. Just like do it yourself. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so actually I, I texted, or actually I called Dan um, and I asked him about it. Because um, it looked right up my alley, you know, I, I it's no secret I love the old NES uh, Ninja Gaiden, and um, I said, Dan, you know, should I get the game? And Dan says, the way that you feel about Sir Curse of the Moon, I always get Curse of the Moon and Circle <laughs> of the Moon because they're both Castlevania. Um, he said, the way you feel about Curse of the Moon and how that's a good Castlevania game, this is a good Ninja Gaiden game, and that's how I feel about it. I know yeah. the, the Messenger just came out. Um, a year or two ago, yeah, and that scratched two, two that itch for me. Two or three. This also scratches that itch, but like in a different way. It's yeah. it's not as much Ninja Gaiden. No, you know it, it's very linear and platformy. Um, I like how you know after each level, you know you could find secret clues or you could find secret things or you can find these upgrades that eventually turn you into, you know, very much like a Ninja Gaiden where you can do the flips and you can do the you know these cool you know when you're in the air hitting people mm-hmm. um but other than that it, it's a very good game i'm enjoying it i love yeah. the aesthetic um the music's great and uh, really it's just one of those nice games to have that you can kind of just sit back and just all right i have like half an hour let me just you know try to to get through a level or you know or two um but it, it's a quick game but it's also a hard game i'm starting to find that as you get further and further into the game it becomes a little bit more yeah how uh, far how far in are you do you know I want to say level it gives you four like a or percentage five. Yeah, so like forty percent. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm, I was at fifty-three percent, so I'm probably like one or two levels ahead. Okay. Um, and it does get tough, um, but it yeah, it, it's a it's a really good game that for me never like like it's just like a straight line. Mm-hmm. It's like I am enjoying this the whole time. There are no highs, there are no lows. It's just like a good game yeah. that I enjoy playing. Uh where when I think of games in this genre, this is more to me like a Mega Man than a Ninja Gaiden. Like if like even mm. though it looks like a Ninja Gaiden, right. it kind of plays like a Mega Man where it's like you're platforming and dodging stuff and then you have boss fights that are very Mega Man inspired. Right. Um and the thing that I think about with Mega Man is like there are a lot of very memorable areas, memorable bosses, and like that's kind of what sets it ahead. Like it has that because Cyber Shadow has that really tight gameplay, feels really good. It's mm-hmm. like a fun experience for sure. 
but there's nothing that like is setting it apart in yeah. my head, you know. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm, I enjoy this game a lot, um, but yeah, I just uh, for me, it's it's not hitting any sort of highs where it's like blowing me away. Right. It's good, I, and that's kind of that's that's actually kind of how I feel exactly. Where it's good, I'm glad I'm playing it. Yep. It's it's nice, you know. Yeah. Um, definitely. Yeah. So. <laughs> so <laughs> it's that, good. It's so nice. that's Cyber Shadow. Um, Dan, you got a whole list of, of games here yeah. that, that we should be talking about. Um, is there anyone you want particularly you want to jump into? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's jump into some of the quicker ones that I could do. Um, I just want to briefly just end off with Cyber Shadow. I think I'm going to like put it on the back burner for now because I have a lot of other games I want to play. Mm-hmm. But it's, it seems like it'll be a nice game to just like dip back in and play a couple levels throughout the year, you know, like as I'm focusing on other stuff. Well, that's what it is, right? You could just take, you know, all I got is 20 minutes. All right, let me just... Yep, let me make some progress here. But it's very good, you know. Saying the game's a good game and that's it isn't a bad thing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah, so I'll talk about Destruction All-Stars. Okay. This is, you know, supposed to be a launch game for PlayStation 5. Ended up um, dipping back to... uh, you know, a couple months later, but they changed it from, it was supposed to be a $70 full price game mm-hmm. and they changed it to a PlayStation plus only, you know, like how rocket league launched, how fall guys launched, like, Hey, this is on PlayStation plus get it now, play it. And the game is so interesting. It's like, it looks awesome. It feels really good to drive. The act of driving, I like a lot. Uh-huh. But that's kind of it. Like everything else about it, I'm not into. And I don't think, I think overall, it's not a very good game. I think it, the style and like the look of everything, like I'm over the moon about it. It feels great. They use the controller really, really well. If you like blow out a tire on your right front wheel, your right trigger is like you have to press harder to get it to hit the gas and something. You feel it pulling, like vibrating through. It's really neat. But the game, the way that the game works is like in the main mode, you're doing like a destruction derby basically. So every vehicle you destroy, you get points. Every vehicle you just hit, you get points. Um, you KO people, you get points. And you're on teams going head to head, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're in the vehicle, feels good it's fun to like boost into somebody it's got that burnout like feel of like bashing into another car and sending them flying but then you hop out of the car and you're running around on foot <clears throat> and it feels pretty loose there i don't dig it a lot and they ask and they actually ask you to do some like platforming and wall running and stuff which like mirror's edge ish like that's more more like prince of persia okay like running on the side of the wall like assassin's creed kind of you know like but it doesn't feel good uh and that's that's kind of the thing is like it's a cool novelty in the first couple of matches i played i'm like do i really like this like this is cool like i'm into this and then the novelty wore off really quick and there's not much of a game underneath it because what they actually want you to do is play a single player mode also that's like there's a couple of different game modes like one of them is like oh collect all these you know like smash all these boxes within the time limit and you're just running around the arena by yourself and it's like really dull and then there's one that's like um there's a big tornado in the middle and 
you need to like knock people into the tornado and it's like yeah it's okay and there's like taxi like almost like a um crazy taxi you're picking people up and dropping them off at different but it's just in an arena and that's pretty dull like i don't know it's i think it's it's got a cool idea that they didn't really know what to do to make like a full game um because they were like torn in between of like all right do we want a competitive multiplayer game do we want like you know a single player experience like the thing about rocket league is it's so pure right in what it wants it's like here is your game it is a sport it is you know 3v3 rocket power motor cars flying around hitting the soccer ball into the net that's all you're doing mm-hmm. and if this game wanted to dig in and be like i your goal is destruction derby there's free for all there's team based and you're just going for it and they really fleshed out that mode i think it might be a more interesting game uh, but some of the swings they take just don't hit so do you think it's just they're just trying too hard in so many different directions that it's just not it, it's a number of, yeah that's a big part of it but i think also it's just it overall like the driving feels good and everything else feels bad so it's like tough to you know there are special abilities that each character has that mm-hmm. like vary from really generic to okay that's pretty interesting um but yeah, it's it's kind of one of those games that it's like, all right, I played a couple times. I think I'm good. Like I'm not gonna, not, it's definitely not gonna stick with it. That's a shame because I've talked to a lot of people that are, were very excited for this game. I feel like this game was, you know, yeah, was tooted up a little bit. Yeah, and it and it has the you know you you launch it and it pops up and says PlayStation Studios. You know, it has the logo treatment and everything. But they, uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't nail this one. Mm, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Destruction All Stars. I, I think it has some cool ideas, but overall is kind of a, kind of a dud. Kind of a dud. All right, Dan, can we talk about Aaliyah? Yeah, I want to know about Aaliyah because so I'm very curious, Dan. I not to not I don't want you to think I'm a stalker or anything like that, but I go on your GG every now and then, uh-huh. and I noticed for 2021 games <laughs> you put Aaliyah as your top game so far yes i did and then quickly as i started playing some other games in february i put uh, i put that uh that list on private <laughs> um, damn he's on to me but yes yeah, so Aaliyah, aka Aaliyah. was that how they say it which is exactly what it sounds like <laughs> when they say it i think i thought it said ouija the first time when we yeah, first started talking I, about I recall. it <laughs> and then i think i thought i needed glasses Aaliyah is awesome it is so so good i played it i beat it um how long did it take you short um five hours I okay four right. or five hours kind of like a carrion length mm-hmm. um from last year and uh so this game is a 2d side scrolling um action platformer basically but it's very old school in a lot of ways number one the look of it is like a 8-bit like you know it 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 a lot of um no detail on the faces kind of thing like it's just got a really cool old school art style um and the idea is the the, the story goes you are the ship captain your ship gets wrecked at sea and you wash up you know on this beach and then the thing that so for me, I mean, the gameplay is super tight, and I love the way the game feels. You have this harpoon 
that you can launch, you, you throw this harpoon and it sticks into certain objects and then you can teleport to where the harpoon is. Oh, that's so cool. So that's kind of like the the That's their gimmick. Shtick, yeah. yeah. And so it's like you end up using that because you have the option to, when you throw the harpoon, you can pull it back to yourself or you can teleport to the harpoon. So you can use it as like a, a weapon in between where you like throw it at somebody across the screen and then when, when another enemy is in front of you, pull it back and you'll you'll stab them on the way back. Okay. And then you have, you know, you can just hit them with it. And you have some sub weapons that you end up getting, like a like a crossbow. Um, you end up getting a shotgun, a rapier. And as the game goes on, a very late game one is like this sword that works in the same way the harpoon works in. So they do some interesting puzzles where like you plant the sword in the ground, throw your harpoon up here, get past the door, pull, grab the sword back. You know, like it's a lot of that kind of puzzling. Mm-hmm. And it's just really tight. It feels really good. Um, and the thing that sets it apart is its style and presentation. It does a lot of like quick cuts in cinematics and like beautiful, beautiful artwork in the cutscenes. Like I really, really love. I was way looking up a little looks. bit of it, and honestly, that's what struck me at first was I just thought like in, in the in the artistic yes. department, it, it definitely you know puts a stake and you know says that, okay, we're a little different than. Than most of your, you know, your other games. I Definitely, are, there. Are, the thing about it too is like, so you keep going back to this little hub, like your little base, mm-hmm. and like you know, you'll rescue like your shipmates that are, you know, in cages and stuff, and they end up coming back to your base, and you revisit after each level, um, and it starts building out and building out, and you know, you can spend currency to get different hats that give you different abilities. Um, like one might, uh, you know, steal health a little bit every time you hit an enemy. Um, one is like every time you dodge, uh, these like feathers come out and then hone, they're like homing missiles. Um, and it's just, it just feels really good to play mm-hmm. on top of like the minimalistic story really hitting for me like it's not it's not like beating you over the head of like here's what the story is it's more like it's more like a feel like it's like all right so you get obviously from a to b you're trying to beat the final boss and get your ship and and go back home right like that's the idea but along the way there's like a lot of little things that happen and you get these cool cutscenes. like it it's just a really neat game i like it a lot and i i really can't recommend it enough. Like it's that's real, awesome. Man. It's really very. And you playing that on Switch? So I'm actually playing it on PS5, but it's a PS4 okay. game. Mm-hmm. Um, it is on Switch and PC as cool. well. Um, Fifteen bucks. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I. Uh, maybe I'll. It's next podcast. Is it fifteen? Let's it talk about be, it. Yeah, let's check it out. But yeah, no, I because um, it was either between that game or Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyber. Cyber. <laughs> Never, <laughs> never again. I've made that mistake once. Um, Cyber Shadow. Yeah. Uh, it was between those two games. And I said, oh, Cyber Shadow. You know, I felt that it was the, the 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 Ninja Gaiden in me was just screaming. Oh, come yeah, yeah. On, you got to do it for uh, for your <laughs> man Ryu. Yeah. I I think Olia is a very good game start to finish. I enjoyed my time with it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have a bad thing to say about it. Like I really, All right. no, that's, I really that's, dig it. Hey, listen, I that sounds good to me. It, it looks beautiful. I I was very intrigued. And that's why you know I asked you about it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cool, man. Cool, cool, cool. So that's Aaliyah. Yep, Aaliyah. Uh, all right. So Dan, tell me about the medium. The medium, the medium. So uh, I, I, me- I should have mentioned before, Cyber Shadow is on Game Pass as well. So is the medium. Um, is that how you playing uh, medium? Yeah, playing the medium on Game Pass on PC. Um, and so the medium is a very Resident Evil style, Silent Hill style, fixed camera perspectives game. Uh, Interesting. But the, the pitch of it is... There are two worlds simultaneously. It's the real world and the spirit world. And your character moves in both as you move. So you move the left stick and she's moving in both simultaneously. Um, The idea is you are this medium. You can see spirits in the spirit world. So you're solving puzzles in one to get through a door in the other. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's that third-person Resident Evil-looking game, but it, it will jump to first-person to, like, open cabinets and, like, look at stuff. You know, it's it really is very Resident Evil um, in good ways and bad ways because the bad ways is it can be very frustrating to kind of find solutions to things and it can be very frustrating whenever they want to do like combat or stealth it's it's not a fun game to play okay it is a it is a fun game to look at i think it looks really nice i think the the horror trappings of it are very good i played about two hours and i think i'm done um because it, number one, it's not fun to play. Number two, the story, unfortunately, is just not hitting at all for me. I thought it would. I had a good feeling about it. The The dialogue is very stilted and off. Uh, the story itself is kind of just not grabbing me. Mm. So I, I think I'm probably done with the medium. Um, I think it has some cool ideas. I think it looks great. I know Bloober Team is a beloved horror, you know, team. You know, Layers of Fear is one of my sisters, one of my favorite right. games. Um, they also made um, Observer, which is an awesome game. Um, but, yeah, this one's not doing it for me. You know me. what it sounds like to me? And this is no offense. But it reminds me of like an M. Night Shyamalan kind yeah. of like movie kind of thing where it's like it seems like the concept is very, very cool. Yeah. But it's just not executing. Uh, I wish it was executing. No offense to Mr. M. Night Shyamalan, of course, <laughs> but. Did you see the trailer for his new movie? I did. I'll watch that. I, I have watched every one of his movies. <laughs> there are some that I like. There's some really good ones. Uh, but the medium, yeah, it's not doing it for me. I wish it was. I love Silent Hill. I love Resident Evil. Yeah. It's definitely going for both of those. And it's just, it's not. There's not enough. Like, there needs to be something exciting or interesting. Well, because it sounds interesting, just the concept alone. You know, I, that's I like what that. it is. Like, it that's is cool. a good concept. Yeah. But it's not fun, and it's not well-told story. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But nonetheless, the medium, if you're a big horror fan, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it'll hit better for you than it did for me. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's probably that's all I'm going to play of it. <laughs> all right. Can we talk about another scary game? Let's do it. Little Nightmares 2, Dan. Now, I yes. haven't played the first Little Nightmares, and honestly, 
I was very interested in it. It was yeah. it seemed like limbo a little bit, mm-hmm. and it just it looked really creepy. And everybody was telling me when I say everybody, maybe like three people were telling me <laughs> to play it, <laughs> you know. And I never I never got to it. Um, so Little Nightmares Two is out. Yeah. Damn, what are your thoughts on that game? Are you playing it on PS5? Yeah, it's a it's a PS4 version again, similar to Aaliyah. There's no PS5 version, okay. but you can anything on the PS4 store you can download on the PS5. Cool. <clears throat> so the the original Little Nightmares is a very good game, but it's 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 just like those play dead games, like you said, Limbo and Inside. Like it's it's definitely going for that. And Little Nightmares Two is in the same boat. The thing, so I played the first hour or so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to continue. It just it just recently came out. That's why I haven't played more. Um, it's really beautiful, really haunting, creepy. They do a really good job with atmosphere. It's going to come down to do you enjoy the types of puzzles that these games do? And if not, you probably won't like this game because it it is that thing of, okay, I need to find this handle to put on this thing to turn the winch to lift a, a you know a thing up in the air or drop it down to where i can reach it um in this game there are two like you have a companion um it's not co-op but you have a companion like with you so like tails i mean <laughs> it's it's another creepy <laughs> child so not not really um but yeah so you're using they change the puzzles around to in, incorporate, you know, a second player. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you can, you know, Last of Us style, hey, come over near this wall and, and boost me up. You know, obviously they're just going, hey, <laughs> instead of like all that dialogue. Um, but I think it's nailing what it's going for. Um, like I said, I really enjoy the atmosphere. I really enjoy... Uh, the horror stuff that they have going on. Mm-hmm. I love these styles of games. I, Limbo and Inside are amazing. The first Little Nightmares I liked a lot. The first Little Nightmares felt like a, hey, this is a good game that's like those games, but it's nowhere near in quality. Like, you know, like it, it's not reaching the highs of, of a Limbo or an Inside just because those games are so tightly made and right. cinematic and So it just kind incredible. of feels like a derivative of, of those games. Yeah, which can be good right you know like i i think of you know certain certain games that are just hey we're doing this but our version of it can mm-hmm. still be fun you right know? like we just said cyber shadow is like right it's good a really good Mega Man game yeah but it's not Mega Man, you right know? it's like that's kind of where i'm at with the little nightmare series this one i'm liking a bit more just because i think it's moving at a good pace like mm-hmm. it uh it's feeling well paced in the first hour and I'm definitely going to play more. I'm, I am really enjoying it. So you know what it is? It's so funny because you know we talk about Cyber Shadow, and then you know you mentioned Ninja Gaiden and Mega Man. You know you talk about uh, you know this game. You talk about Limbo. It just makes me realize you know all these games that have become such benchmarks for video games as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like it, to me, I don't know. To me, it's just it's not like they made like a really bad Mega Man game and then. You know, oh, we decided, all right, we're going to fix all this and then make this amazing game. It was like from the start, some of these games, like, I just feel blessed. I just feel like from the start, you know, some games were just so just incredible. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I realized it at the time. I think I'm just realizing like how important Limbo was, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when it came out. I loved it when it came out. But now just hearing how it's like, yeah, a lot of games are trying to do it. 
and it's still not reaching that and that's a you know 11 year old game yeah i, I just feel i just feel blessed that's <laughs> all i'm saying i just feel yeah, i i agree with you absolutely and the thing that's cool is i like getting games that are trying to do play in that space mm-hmm. because you end up getting good games you know what i'm saying like i didn't love the outer worlds but a, a, a game saying hey we want to be fallout but we're going to make our own fallout is a cool thing it's and cool a lot thing. of people love that game so yeah. it's like I think that's good. I'm not like disparaging it for being very similar to a game that I love. It's just it's always going to be hard to match that high unless you 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 know tell a really interesting yeah. story yeah, or, interesting, man. or design interesting puzzles. So I'm enjoying this. Um, the thing that it does that's different than those play dead games is it's like almost like stop motion e in certain ways. Where it's like really creepy the 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 way that some of these characters move mm-hmm. because they're very detailed and cartoony, so it's not that it's it's not that it's necessarily realistic, but it it's a well rendered model, so it's not like you know sixteen bit or something. It's right. like you know right. They're like they look like full three D right. fleshed. And when they move, it ha- there's something about it. It's almost like claymation or stop motion, mm-hmm. and it's really like I mean, those bosses. So. Yeah. Like though every time, so I'm curious because again I haven't played it and I feel like I've seen some video and I've seen pictures at mm. least. Um, each level is like it's its own succinct like room, right? Where you have the one major boss and you gotta kind of get around and try to. So it's more. I mean, it's hard to tell, but do you know how Limbo is like? You're kind of going through a world, mm-hmm. and then you'll something will be following you, or but you'll of... you'll like get to a biome where it has its own you know thing that it's going for right, whatever right, right. that's what this is like okay you're going through the woods it's creepy you don't know what's going on then you come upon this house and you go in this house and then you do you a bunch of stuff house, little kid don't and then do you it. go out the other side of the house and keep going and then something else happens you know what i mean gotcha like, okay so it's not the it's very uh continuous and cinematic cool. it's not it's not like level based okay or anything right. like that um but yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm really digging it a lot, and and I'm excited to play some more. Cool, man. All right, so that is Little Nightmares number two. Number two. All right, Dan. What about Comp? Comp? Yeah, I know Comp, Comp. I don't know, but how do you pronounce it? I would say Comp. Comp. Comp is a really cool thing. It's it's a game by Stuffed Wombat who makes a lot of really small, really interesting games. Um, this one released on Steam for like five ninety nine or six ninety nine, something like that. Okay. Uh, and I've been following its development because stuff on bet's really good on Twitter, showing like mm-hmm. prototypes and stuff. Um, you know how I've talked in the past about like Vlambeer and uh, yeah. like Jan Willem Neiman making games that feel like juicy, like feel really good and. Like I'm thinking of like Nuclear Throne and Luftrausers and so Stuff Wombat is in that same vein of these games have such a good feel and presentation. Like mm-hmm. everything you do feels like deliberate. Yeah, like meaningful and like the effects on everything make it feel, you know, that's what they people call it different things, but it's like game feel or juice or whatever. And comp is, it starts out as a game of Pong, but you are the ball. And, you know, it's a one-button game. You hit A, and you'll go up on a 45-degree angle. 
you hit A again, you'll go down on a 45 degree angle. So that's it. Okay. That's the game. You're not control. There's no direct control. You're just moving in a space, but you are going up or down. The ball. Are you trying to hit the little? So soon, soon enough, you'll see you get past one of the paddles, and it continues through the world. And now you're in like a a level, and you have your object is to get to the end. And then as you progress, so it becomes like a you know you know a grid based level based structure in a in a cyber shadowy way or a Mega Man way where it's like all right you're on this level and mm-hmm. then there's a line and you go to this level and you hit A and you'll start that level, and it's just super well designed. And as you continue, like some stuff happens and kind of like a Baba's you way of like, uh, you know, subverting your expectations. Well, yeah, it's got that frog. I just thought of frog fractions when you mentioned yeah, like. It's, it's not fully that because yeah. it's not. Trying to mess with your brain. Yeah, it's not like a joke. It's not like funny. You know what I mean? It's not like going for something crazy. It's just a really good, well-designed game um, where it's this black and white, really nice presentation you know they start throwing different puzzles at you and stuff like that it's it's cool man i'm yeah, really enjoying, enjoying it. it it's a short experience I, i've heard people say you know three hours something like that um i've i've probably played i don't know 45 minutes okay. en- enjoying it a lot i'll definitely continue it um but yeah cool, comp man. is you are the ball <laughs> that's the tagline <laughs> um, be the ball it's it's really cool. Cool, man. And how are you playing that again? That's on Steam? It's only on Steam. Okay. Uh, I think it's six ninety nine. right. Not bad. Yeah. So that's comp. Um, before you get to your last game, Dan, I just want to say just a little... Uh, me and my sister have been playing Super Lucky's Tale uh, for the Nintendo Switch. I believe the first Lucky Tale came out uh, a few years back, maybe 2016. Um, so here's a new Super Lucky's Tale. Uh, for those of you that don't know, it's very much in the style of like... Um, it actually reminds me of Wario World a little bit. Uh, it's a Super Mario 64 platformer, mm-hmm. 3D platformer game. But the reason why I think of Wario World is because, you know, there's six main hubs, you know, and you have to progress through each of them. Once you're in one of the hubs, you can kind of go anywhere you want. There's different levels, different types of levels that you can you can hop into. Um, so that's what reminds me of that a little bit. It's fun. It's really good. We're having a lot of fun with it. Um, the characters and the writing are really funny, like actually very, very funny. That's they, good. They really, uh, you know, hit the mark when it comes to their, their comedy. Um, you know, you meet certain, each hub is like, has a different shtick. So like one's like a Western, one's like a farm, you know, and, and each character stays true to that style. And there's, it, it is very funny. Like we have LOL a little bit uh, through the game. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, to mention that, you know, it's not like it's a game that I, I feel like I need to, you know, praise and say, oh, you need to play it, you need to try it. Um, but I just wanted to give a little love to, uh, to Mr. Lucky, um, and Mr. his tail. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that originated, it was an Oculus game. Okay. It was a VR game. The first Lucky's Tale. And then, um, I think... They ended up, I forget what company ended up buying it, um, but then they released like a standalone Super Lucky's Tale as a as a platformer like that. Yeah, I mean, I, you've never played it, have you? No, never played it. Yeah. But I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's yeah, I, again, you know, it feels it it feels like a derivative of Super Mario 64. And again, like, you know, we're talking about all these games and it's like, you know, some of these games are such benchmarks and so precise that it's very hard for, you know, 
any game to even you know reach that level. Right. Super Lucky's Tale is a lot of fun though. It's a lot of fun. It's it's not more than than it needs to be. And um, like I said, really for me, the the joy is is we've 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 had some really good laughs. Some of the writing is is very very funny. That's great. Yeah, man. But speaking of Mario, yes, Dan, let's talk about the new Super Mario uh, 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Yeah. So they 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 pulled something on us. Did you know that they were going to release a brand new 3D Mario game and it's called Bowser's Fury? Did you know that? I thought it was just like an expansion. Yeah, I think we all thought that. It's a brand new game. Wait, it's, what? It's totally different than 3D World. It's an open world 3D Mario game. <laughs> it's amazing. I had no idea this was happening. They didn't like market it as that, as far as I know. I thought it was the game. And then here's an extra level. Or Me t- too. <gasps> it's a it's a brand new 3D Mario game. It's much more open than 3D World. There's no levels. It's an open world game, and it's um it's fucking awesome. I'm getting that right <laughs> now. Fantastic. Like I'm, I'm literally it's, gonna go pick um, it up. Yeah. So that so Bowser's Fury is a new game this year. Like that is the game. So okay, so <laughs> Bowser's what, Fury. What you're telling me is, when I buy the game, I can literally just jump into Bowser's Fury. You as... can. So there's a on the on the main screen. It says, "Which do you want to play, 3D World or Bowser's Fury?" Like the, it's on the same. That's you just like go left or right. Dan, I'm literally going to the store after this right now <laughs> and picking it up. <laughs> it's amazing, and I'm enjoying it so much. I ended up so I just this morning completed it's short Bowser's Fury. There are, so I only got 50, so, all right, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. But there's a hundred, there's a hundred shines, and they're called cat shines. Okay. So there's a hundred cat shines. I beat in the game getting 50 shines. That's the minimum that you can beat the game at. How long did it take you to beat the game? I'm curious. I think for 50 shines, it took me maybe four hours. Okay. I want to go back and get a hundred, so maybe another four or three. You know, it's not a long experience. It is tremendous, though, and it is so interesting. So the pitch is, you get dropped. Basically, it, it, they're called shines because the the whole premise is um, there's a there's M written on the ground in the Mario Sunshine style in that like goop and mario goes running over and falls into this goop and he's in a new world where there's goop all over the place and bowser has become this like he's extra monstrous with because he's like been affected by this goop um i'm saying goop a lot he's goopy (laughs) um so bowser is is all gooped up and ready to go and he's pissed off so baby bowser Bowser Jr., I should say. Bowser Jr. runs over to you and he's like, Mario, something's wrong. Like, he, he paints this picture of, of his dad, Bowser, <laughs> and then he paints it black over it and like shows you. And it's like this monster version. And he's like, I would never ever ask you for help, but something's really wrong with dad. So can you please help? Aw, Bowser <laughs> Jr. So it's you and Bowser Jr. teaming up. Oh my God. He's like your little buddy. Uh, you can choose how much you want him to help. It's, it's in classic Nintendo fashion. It says, 
how much do you want Bowser Jr. to help? None, a lot, or a little. <laughs> That's all that it says. <laughs> they hate giving you actual control over options. They just like to... now. Can two people play this yes. game? Yes. Oh so, my god. So there's a I second player it. option. Okay. I, I'm curious. I haven't done it. I'm curious if you have direct control over Bowser Jr. or if you can just like do certain things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, but so Bowser Jr. I put it on a little help. And he basically like will attack <laughs> attack an enemy here and there. Just once though, just hit him once. <laughs> yeah, just a little. <laughs> attack an enemy here or there. Grab coins for you. You know, like little stuff. Nothing crazy. Um, <clears throat> but the game itself is <clears throat> you. So picture like a Mario Odyssey hub, right? Mm-hmm. So each level you go into is like a mini open world, right? <clears throat> so this the example that I would give is like. Sounds like Lucky's Tale. Let's say it's like three times the size of one of those. So say it's like three of those worlds Mm -hmm. in one. That's kind of like what this game is. But it's all open and it's all connected. Um, The difference is it's it's more cohesive. So like you're on a big lake and then there are these islands all over the place. And each island you go to, as you stroll into like the area, it'll pop up on the bottom and say the name of the area <clears throat> and a little outline of the empty shines, you know, okay. like empty stars in a, in a Mario 64. Mm-hmm. On each island, there are five sh- cat shines to get. I think the term cat shines is so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it is so funny to me. Every time you get one, it goes cat shine <laughs> like, on the screen. That um, is funny. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> you go to these different levels and, you know, your objectives are generally similar so like in each area there will be five hidden mini cat shines so when you get all five you get one main one right okay so that's in all the levels so you'll be like peeking around the area trying to find it also in all the levels it'll be like get to the top get to the lighthouse so on each of the levels there's a lighthouse where it shows your progress of how many cat shines you have for each each area so you're just doing your 3D Mario, you know, you have your long jump, you have your, you know, go one way, flick the stick back and jump, you know, flip in the air, you have a ground pound, and then, they, you know, recent, in, in the more recent games, I think it might have been in 3D World where they added it, where you pound the ground and then jump right after and you get yes. a high jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a really great new 3D That's platformer. Insane. Like, That's absolutely insane. It's awesome. And and each of these levels has a different like thing they're going for. It'll be like, oh, one of them has those falling platforms and you have to like navigate your way through. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the, you know, one of them is like a coliseum and it's just kind of like boss fights. So you'll like jump in and, and fight a boss. And then when you leave, the coliseum transforms a little bit. When you come back, you can fight a different boss and get a different shine. Wow. You know, it, it's cool the way they do it because it's not level based. It, the world changes like that island changes every time you leave that island. So like you can literally see it in motion sometimes. Like the Colosseum's a good example. <clears throat> you get the first shine there, you go to a different island, you look back, and it, the Colosseum's like like transforming, and now you're like, oh, maybe I should go back there and and get. You have like a world map. That shows the different names of the places, and um, there'll be an exclamation point if there's a cat shine there for you to get. Um, I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm just like. <laughs> and then they do they do the thing that that is the best part of these kind of games in that you are 
kind of in the in the overworld so like in the world when you're not on the specific islands that are named there are you know secret shines and stuff like that so it's just really great it's like a to me it almost feels like a proof of concept for a full fled like the full next game that's crazy and the thing that's interesting is like this is a full game you know it took me for you know three to five hours just to to beat it and only get 50 percent of the shines so it's like I almost hesitate to be like, oh, this looks like a proof of concept for the next full game because it's like this is this a, is this is a game. This is a Mario wow. game. It's not as long or as expansive as most of them, but it is a it is a Mario game and it and it feels great. I, you just got me so excited. This is literally the best news th- that I've heard this week. It's so cool, man. I am so excited for you to play it. It is awesome. Just a great entry yeah, in, in the series. It's I'm it's fantastic. Literally picking it up on the way. <laughs> cool moments and the big thing that they do is so you have the bowser's humongous by Mm -hmm. the way he's gigantic and what ends up happening is every so often so every number of shines that you get it'll be like five for the the first time then ten for the next one there's a thing called the gigabell where you go there so what happens is as you're exploring this open world and getting shines every like 10 or 15 minutes or whatever the timer is bowser like flares up it'll start raining and you can see him in the middle of the world just like shoot up in the air and then land and he and it turns to like nighttime wow and you have this giant bowser like spewing fire dropping stuff so if you have enough cat shines when bowser's doing that you can go to the gigabell it'll allow it's like a giant cat bell basically you know how the bell is how you get the cat suit Mm mm-hmm it's a giant one of those. And so you get it as, as Mario and he becomes a giant cat and you fight the giant Bowser this in this kaiju battle. so much fun. And the cool thing is it's in the world that you've been exploring, but like it's all miniature because you're huge. Are you like stomping you're on like, like stomping all over stuff? <laughs> you're like breaking trees down and oh stuff. It's like so gosh. cool. And so you have these battles and you'll knock, you know, when you beat him, it'll open up a new area of the open world. And that's how you progress through the game until you do the final battle. Oh my God, Dan. It's super good. I really love this game. I'm telling you, it is awesome. I'm so glad that we saved this for last because this is literally the best for last. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. It's a very, very good game. And um, I'm shocked. We got a brand new Mario game out of nowhere. And I kind of, I'll be honest with you, this felt like a really nice length like it felt really good. Like yeah. I, I, I was enjoying it the whole time. I definitely would want more, and I would want to play more. But I'm like, hey, that was awesome. <laughs> like, and I'm gonna jump back in and get those other fifty catch. That's lines. amazing. Now, have they changed anything to 3D World? Have they? Have you tried the 3D World? Yes, I played. Of it? I played the whole entire first world of 3D World co-op with my wife. It looks like they just upresed it. Okay. I don't think they changed anything, anything about it. Um, Did you do Plessy? Yeah, hi Plessy. Oh, yeah. I love Plessy. Dude, Plessy is a huge part of Bowser's Fury. <gasps> That's how you get Even from island to island. It's like the fast travel kind of thing, it. but you control Plessy. Yeah, I'm literally... It's amazing. On the way home, I'm going to go stop at the bank, <laughs> get some money, and go buy it. <laughs> What's wrong? I like to pay cash. I download I download everything. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's tremendous. It's, amazing. Bowser's Fury is amazing. I'm so excited, Dan. So 3D World itself... Not much changed. It's still an incredible game. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't wait to play through it again. 
but Bowser's Fury is the <laughs> secret, the secret game that they the that se- they released. The secret sauce. Yeah, it's fucking oh awesome, man. Oh my god, that is so cool, Dan. It's thank really, you really for sharing good. that with me. I, literally, I am so glad we talked about that. I'm excited to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, man. Awesome. So that's what we've been playing. Yeah. And that's what we're going to be playing. I am very excited. <laughs> that is very cool. Um. All right. Yeah. So I think that wraps up that. Unless there's anything else you uh, wanted to add, Dan. No, I think that's good. All right, so let's get into some news. A lot's happened uh, the last two weeks. So let's start with the first big news. Google has shut down all first-party studios. Google Stadia, we were ta- we've were we talked about, what would that pop up a few years ago? 2019. 2019, right? The streaming service, Google Stadia, where you can play all these games through Google Stadia. And Google was saying, you know, we're going to have our own team of developers. We're going to make our own games. Um, I, did they announce any games? Did they have any games uh, yes. announced? Well, not anymore. Well, yeah, th- not really. <clears throat> we had so there were a lot of high-profile developers there. Um, <clears throat> Amy Hennig, oh. who created Uncharted, worked yeah. for, worked for Google. <clears throat> Jade Raymond, who created Assassin's Creed, worked for Google. It's all done. It's all over. Done. It's all over. So what happens to all these people? That's a great question. Um, I've heard that a lot of them got job offers like throughout Google. Like not as game developers, just to like, hey, we got we got jobs for you if you need. We're not firing you, um, but realistically, that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. That's crazy. I it's mean, horrible. <clears throat> I don't even know. I, I mean, it, it. We were all. Everybody that knows anything about tech and video games was, was saying bad, yeah. Google has no patience and making games, Take making on. a new studio and then making a game is at minimum going to be a three-year development. And then a year and a half later, they, decide, they were like, you nope. know what? This is taking too long. We're done. Man, it's so bad. It's depressing. That's so bad. I mean, because I remember when Google Stadia came out, and we were all like, what is Google trying to do here? Like, what's, what's, I mean, obviously, we knew what they were trying to do. They're trying to grab, you know, the cash on this booming industry. Um, yeah, that's crazy, think, man. So Stadia itself is, like, from, from everything I hear, it's a good product. <clears throat> I think their business model is bad. Aside from this, why are you paying full price and buying games? This should be a subscription service that you get access to a bunch of games. Right. I don't know why they're not doing right, that. Like Amazon's doing that thing. with Luna. <clears throat> Amazon Luna will be that. Mm-hmm. NVIDIA has something that's like that. Um, so I'm surprised that that Google never pivoted to that. But the fact that they're shutting down the studios, I... <laughs> It's nuts, uh, man. It really is it's nuts. So upsetting. It's really nuts. So I'm sorry to, to give us to give everybody a little a little downer to start this off, but yeah, man. Yeah, it sucks. Crazy but stuff. Hopefully, you know, some of these developers can can land Bounce on their feet and, and jump to other studios and do some interesting stuff. Because um, I think that's what most of us were excited for was to say, oh yeah, and hey, they, yeah. let's see what games they come out with, and then you know we'll talk. And, and they, they never even got close to it after a year and a half. Just pretty, pretty crazy. Terrible. Um, so we will be getting a virtual E3 this year. Last year they canceled it um, because yes. of uh, the COVID uh, pandemic, um, but this year we'll be getting a virtual one. Um, I am curious because I was reading up on it. Jeff Keeley will not be a yes. part of it, but he will be a part. Of, he last year he had the Summer Games Festival. Yeah, Jeff Keeley. I believe he'll still be doing that this yes, year, definitely, right? Definitely, absolutely. Jeff Keighley realized what many other companies are going to realize that they don't need E3. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like E3 
was a big giant waste of money in today's age because we've seen Keely and other people do these presentations online very well. Mm-hmm. You know, last year we had the Summer Games Fest and um, Gamescom was online and Keely did that, which was really good. The Game Awards is always really good for showcasing new games and stuff. There are places for this, and I'm going to be very interested to see how many big companies are saying, hell yeah, let's do virtual E3 because they can just kind of do their own thing. And and, and still get the publicity and still get the, yeah, man. Sony definitely showed that, you know, the Nintendo Direct style, hey, you're all going to show up to watch these videos, so let's just do them like this. Who needs E3 at this point? So we're we thinking that this is the end of E3, the end of an era. I said that last year. I said, I don't think there's any way they come back from this because they were already on a big big downslide mm-hmm. you know if sony pulled out activision you know uh ea was doing their own thing they weren't technically in e3 um so I, yeah i i can't imagine companies want to want to pay the esa to do an e3 yeah but but we'll see that's wild man so i'll yeah. be curious what's there and and what they end up doing i'm not sure if we have a date though no I, I think they said they're doing around the same time like june 14th or something right. like that but okay. but the yeah, the thing that's curious is like i understand why like large companies want the esa you know they want a, a company you know like someone to stand in front of the government right, market, and yeah. talk about you know hey here's what games are and why they're important and blah blah, blah. like they have the esa has ties to you know, like they they are have experience doing that. Right. Individual companies, like we we know we know this for a fact. Collective action is more uh, valuable and productive than independent. Right. So I'm sure if something were to come up, like legislation come down on video games, they would all be like, "Hey, we're all part of the ESA. Remember?" So <laughs> let's. So there might be part of this where they got to make the ESA happy or whatever. I don't really know. The problem that I saw was I remember reading last year that E3 revenue uh, was responsible for like the large majority of the ESA's income. Really? So like without an E3, I understand why why they would be struggling. But um, yeah, I'll be curious what this really is and what games actually come of it. Yeah, all right. I guess we'll we'll see about that. But we do have a few games coming out. So I'm going to jump around a little bit and try to do this chronologically. I wish Shelby was here yep. because June 11th, that's Ratchet & Clank's release date. We got and we the all release know, date. We know how much Shelby loves Ratchet & Clank. We too also love Ratchet & Clank. Don't want to make it seem like we don't. But we finally got a, a release date for Ratchet & Clank. So that's exciting. That, yeah. But that's... Riff the part. June 11th. June 11th, 2021. That is for the PS5, right? I mean, holy moly. A nice, uh, polished Ratchet & Clank. We also have then June 14th, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah. Now I'm curious. I think it's May 14th. I'm pretty sure. January, February, March, April. (laughs) (laughs) I should have wrote the word May. Uh, No, here I am trying to do uh, chronologically. (laughs) I was letting you you run with it. It's actually reversed chronologically. Oh, okay. I, that's what I was really going for. Interesting. All right, sorry about that. But um, okay, May fourteenth. Now, is the legendary dish? That's different than the. Is that different than the one that they just announced? That's the same one that we've been talking about, correct? 
So the legendary edition is the trilogy. Is the trilogy of yeah. them. right? It's not like it's a re yeah. It's a it's a remastered trilogy. Um, we got a, a few details like saying what it is. We've seen some screenshots, some side by sides. They're upgrade updating the graphics. Not a ton, but it definitely looks nicer. It's not going to look like a brand new high budget game, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to look nicer. The thing that I'm a little torn on little bit torn on but i think ultimately it'll be for the better they're changing mass effect one to play like mass effect two and three dan how do you feel about that you love mass effect one the thing i love about mass effect one though especially as i look back on it is mass effect one had it was the most rpg of the bunch Mm -hmm. in good ways and bad ways like it really it was the overarching story that I love and I think is unrivaled in the other games like Mass Effect 2 is amazing because of character stories but the overall story was kind of bogus Mm -hmm. like there wasn't like there were cool twists but like right that first game though you're right and then just the ultimate collective trying to get to yeah it was amazing focal point Saren what a good villain compared to the rest of the series like I love that first Uh game interesting story so I'm glad keeping that but then doing the gameplay of the later games I think it's the right choice I think it makes a lot of sense the problem that I have it and that will always run into with video games is we love remaking games and remaster, you know, quote unquote remaster, remaking. But it's like a problem for preservation. It's like soon, how are we going to play the original Mass Effect? Like the original way that it came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know, the, there's a lot of issues that run into that. So it's like, I'm glad that they're doing this. And I think it's for the better overall. They said they're changing some of the the Mako driving as well <laughs> that everyone loves from the first game, um, but yeah, I, I'm always a little torn. Uh, it's such an interesting thing that you, I'm sorry, I mean to just cut you off. No, but that you mentioned that about replaying the old games. Now, I, you know, I wonder if that is that just because of the. Do we only experience that with the PlayStation and Xbox generation? And the reason I ask that is because like Super Nintendo still like, I feel like I can go back to the Super Nintendo. You should play Super Metroid, whatever, and like. Are you saying like ease, ease to get and right, play? Right. Is that what you mean? Not, or, I'm or sorry, not ease how it plays. How it actually plays. Yeah. Is that are we talking about? Maybe, maybe we're talking about two different things here. I think so. Yeah, but but what I mean, what I'm saying is, how are we going to physically play it? Oh, okay, like, gotcha. How are we going to acquire and play in? you know 20 years the original mass effect oh for the xbox 360 right because nintendo does a thing that people sometimes crap on but they put all their old games on their newer consoles in that form that they were in they barely tweak it Mm -hmm. because what they're doing is bringing them forward so that more people can play them right rather than oh you got to go buy a super nintendo to play super metroid it's on the eShop. Right. It's on the Nintendo Switch Online thing, yeah. whatever. It makes money for them, but it's also good in a preservation sense where mm-hmm. it's like, we have that how it was. Yeah. And as games start, you know, the remakes, the remasters are continuing on this trend of being more and more popular. It's like, as you're changing it more, you are like... Losing the originality of... Well, it's just different. It's yeah. not... Even if it's better... It's not how it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's something interesting there. I mean, you know, it's an Xbox 360 game. 
that's not going to be too much of a problem, most likely. Um, whereas like a PlayStation One era or PlayStation Two is a little tougher. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just always always a little conflicted on it. I mean, as far as gameplay itself, obviously, if you go back and play the trilogy, that first game is the hardest to play. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. The gunplay doesn't feel well, good. Well, even when you gave me the um, that was one of the nicest. I just want to say it was one of the nicest <laughs> birthday gifts I ever received. Um, when you gave me the trilogy on the Xbox 360, yeah, yeah the, the the stark difference between the first one and then the yes. second one, it's very apparent right away. In gameplay, yeah. yeah. There are things that I like more about the first game, like the RPG systems mm-hmm. and the, you know, you're getting different pieces of gear and different weapons have different attributes and stuff like that. Right. I like that stuff, but that's a personal taste thing. I think overall it plays better in the second and the third game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a cool thing. I'm glad that more people are going to be able to play Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Another cool thing is MLB The Show on Xbox. We have a little truce between uh, Sony and um, and Microsoft. Yes, we do. So that's pretty nice. And that's, so, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I believe the origins of this are that Major League Baseball came to Sony San Diego and said, hey, either you're going to put your games out on multi-platform or we're going to find someone else to make the games. And Nintendo. they said, all right, let's put them out. So I, I think that's awesome. I think MLB The Show has been an amazing franchise for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And I think now getting making it available to Xbox-only players i think is yeah, awesome that's great i'm i'm very excited i do love all the mlb games i love baseball even more than i love video games wow so it's very exciting <laughs> anyway uh some uh, some some bad news though diablo 4 and overwatch 2 will not be released in 2021 they're looking at a 2022 uh release date uh activision blizzard had an earnings call and that's where we learned that yeah that news so i'm sure you know i'm sorry to disappoint a lot of people that were anticipating it i guess it was anticipated for this year uh you know i'm, I'm not too sure um but it looks like it'll be at least pushed off for another year yeah yeah games. that earnings call was basically like hey don't look don't look for these games this fiscal year right <laughs> and and so that's kind of how that popped out yeah um but yeah i mean disappointing but not surprising right but some very exciting news dan holy moly i'm so excited <laughs> thunder lotus just announced that Spiritfar will get three expansions through 2021. Spiritfar, for those of you that are new to the show or just don't know, I <laughs> probably talk about this game. It, it's Spiritfar has become the the night in the woods, Bloodborne. It's it's part of that lexicon <laughs> for me now. I, I mention it quite a bit. Um, so that's insane. I, I'm very excited to get back into that game. I'm, I'm going to start saving up all my tears. I'm going to try not to cry when I watch. You know, <laughs> this is us with my girlfriend. I'll try to you know really hold it back so that way I can just. <laughs> Let it all out when I play more <laughs> spirit far. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so I'm excited, man. How do you feel? I'm very excited. I'm, I'm. I think what I'll probably do is wait for the third one, the third that's one, what I was and thinking. then and then do them all. That's what um, I was thinking. Rather than dip back in, but yeah, I think I think that's really really a neat idea. Three new expansions throughout this year, uh, adding new characters and areas. I think is super smart. It's a game that was a bigger hit than they expected mm-hmm. and and they're showing some love for the for the fans. I think that's really cool. But this is the thing, those characters is what makes what makes that game. So to, Absolutely, to be yeah. you know, to get three more stories and three more heartbreaks, uh, man, yeah. Like I said, I gotta save all my tears. 
Um, so then we have some entertainment news because video games are now becoming part of everyday pop culture. We got movies and TV shows. So this was a f- I don't know, two weeks ago. So we, we know about the uh, HBOs coming out with The Last of Us uh, TV show. Yes. So we know who Ellie's going to be. Her name's Bella Ramsey. I'm not a Game of Thrones um, yeah. fan, but so I, I hear... am. This is okay. this is Liana Mormont, the little the little lord who was a huge hit in the last couple seasons. Um, as as she became kind of she, she's like this little girl that was like sitting on the throne and and was like ruthlessly making orders and stuff like that and and everyone loved her um good fit i mean not somebody as big as you know some people may have expected but um no but that's still cool but she seems really cool yeah and then one week we thought mahershal ali was going to play joel which is awesome he's a phenomenal actor great actor um if you've never seen moonlight Watch that movie. That movie's incredible. Um, and Mahershal Ali would have been an amazing Joel. And I say would have because they decided not to have him as yeah. Joel. And now we have Pedro Pascal, um, the gentleman who plays the Mandalorian, yes. will be playing Joel, another phenomenal actor. So really... He's a great actor. You couldn't go wrong <clears throat> either way. Um, I, yeah, I think I love Pedro Pascal, and I think... It's a really good fit and an interesting choice. He's mm-hmm. definitely like having a moment right now. Where, right, this is his. Yeah. this is his year. Right, yeah. this is this is his. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, like the the past spotlights two years yeah. ago. But um, I, like I said, I don't think you could have gone wrong with either choice. I think they're both phenomenal actors. Right, and uh, you know, uh, Joel is a very interesting, complex character to get into, and I think both both guys would would knock it out of the park. Um, but I'm excited to see this man. It seems like a, a pretty good, uh, pretty good team. You know, Absolutely. So, so hopefully, yeah. uh, we don't have a release date though. We don't know when no. it's coming out yet, or even if they're filming yet. We have no idea. I assume if they're just announcing casting now, they haven't really. I'm curious though much. how like this works, and I don't know enough about like casting or movies. But like, I'm curious where we miss Shelby. Shelby right, Shelby right. He would be able to tell us this, but I'm curious if like, you know, they say, "All right, Mahershali, you have the job," and then you know they tell everybody, "Mahershali, he's got the job," and then they go, "Wait." Sorry, I we've think, decided against well, it. Is it all just like no, gossip? I, I think what happens is because none of the bit, the Mahershala Ali stuff was never announced, and it was certainly not announced by HBO. Um, so it was somebody that knows him knew that he was in talks, and which, it's all leaks. And, and however those talks went, it may have been his decision. We have no idea. Right. Um, that didn't pan out, and then Pedro Pascal ended up being the pick. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't really know the ins and outs like so deeply, but but I think generally that's that's true. All right, cool. So that's some exciting news for us, Last of Us fans. Um, and then they're making a Borderlands movie. Eli Roth to direct. That's kind of interesting. The guy from all the Quentin Tarantino movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. He, he is not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like he's directed movies before, and they're very uh-huh. like gore fest right uh-huh. they're like very dark and yeah and bloody yeah you don't sound very excited daniel hey, i'm not a fan okay <laughs> but we also have i'm sorry i'm trying to i have the list of of the cast yeah but we have the big announcement was jack black is going to be clap clap trap. Trap. that's the that's the new announcement um the cast itself if you want to read it yeah, off. yeah we daniel. have kate blanchett who's going to play lilith Kevin Hart is going to play Roland, and Jamie Lee Curtis is going to play Patricia. 
it's, it's, so it's like an interesting pairing. It's like if you were going to, I mean, it's fine, but I feel like if, you know, you were going to, you know, like you've had a wedding and you know, when you sit mm-hmm. people together that like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. all right, like these people will get along. Yeah. This is, you know, this is like a similar thing. It's a very interesting pick yes jim lee curtis jack black the thing that's strange to me well jack black as claptrap makes a lot of sense he's funny he can be he's he can be ridiculous irreverent whatever kevin hart is roland so if you played the first borderlands roland is like this very straight laced soldier character who like has no personality right kevin hart (laughs) is very out there and outgoing (laughs) so they're obviously doing something different here which is good but again, I do want to reiterate, Eli Roth is directing this movie. Do not get your hopes up if you had any hopes to be in with, because that guy sucks. But he, he he's famous for doing Gorefest and like putting, like he has a lot of, there's a lot of issues with him with like female, yeah. <laughs> you know, cast members and he's, he's horrible. But nonetheless... I thought that was interesting that Jack Black is going to be voicing Claptrap. That is interesting. We love Jack Black. Jablinski Games, we'd love to have you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a helpful pull. (laughs) Well, he listens to the show, right? I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah. All right. Yeah, so that's our news. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Borderlands as a series has just been soured for me just over the years, you know. I don't seem very particularly excited for this movie, um, but I just thought we mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's our news for this week. That's the news. But now, because it's 2021 and we're going to be doing games of the month, we are going to announce our game of the month for January. Yeah, we're going to talk it out. This is how we're going to do it. We're second second episode of every month. Uh, we're going to be doing the prior month's game of the month. Um and yeah, we're kind of gonna kind of just just see how it goes. Chat about it, see what we come to. I I have put forward three games that I've enjoyed a lot that mm-hmm. came out in January. Uh, those games are Olia, Hitman Three, and Cyber Shadow. So I've only played one of those, Daniel. Yes, this is the problem, <laughs> um, and the problem <laughs> that the, the last two episodes it's been me and Shelby, and then me and you. If it were all three of us, it might be a little easier, but. The hard part is, I you have played Cyber Shadow, so have I. We both like that game. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of us loves that game. Right. I think Hitman 3, I think, is really great. I think I have personal love more for Aaliyah. I mean, Aaliyah, from what you tell me... Yeah. Not to make this very quick, but I feel like that's that's the problem that's that the I The problem that I have is, I think Hitman 3 is a better game than Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. I just personally like have more fond feelings for Olia. You get what I'm saying? Like I think if all three of us played all three of We'd these, we say games, Hitman was technically a better game. I would say, well, yeah. I, it also depends on how we all feel about these games. But me being the only one that played those two, I'm gonna pick Olia mm-hmm. over Hitman Three, and I think Cyber Shadows the bottom three for me okay. out of that. Um, so I would love to give it to Aaliyah as our game of January. It's also interesting, January, you know, January is not particularly a very intense month usually for, uh, for video games. Right. Um, yeah, so all three of these games are really good. I mean, I, I, so I played Cyber Shadow. I liked it. I'm very interested in playing Hitman 3. I've played 1 and 2. 
I, I literally love those games. Those yeah. games are so much fun and, and so unique and so cool. Um, out of you know this list, Ali, it will be the next one that I want to play right. after what we just talked about earlier in the episode. That that sounds right up my alley. It sounds like it sounds like my ilk. Um, so I'm fine if we give if we give that the nod. All right. Say, All right, Aaliyah, game of January. Aaliyah is Circle Back Gaming's game of January. Dang, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a hell of a game. I really love it. All right, I'm happy to I'm happy to hear that, Aaliyah. <laughs> All right, and then another new segment on the show. And I don't worry, I won't announce that it's a new segment in the next few times. I just it's my first time it's announcing his first it. Time. <laughs> game Pass Game of the Week. Dan, holy moly, I was looking at the list of games on Game Pass. There was literally fifteen that I wanted to mention. Oh, there's tons, yeah. But I can only mention one. Okay. Which one are you picking? I man? want and thank you for changing it because I spelt it terribly wrong. <laughs> Dan just wrote yeah, go ahead and say it. A plague tale. Innocence is my pick Dan wrote, for this week. Dan just wrote Plague Tell and nothing else. Not, I was talking. I, 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 I love it. Uh, so tell me about a Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah, so this game came out, I believe, two years ago. Um, it's, it's just it, it's third person. You are set in a medieval uh, France, uh, and it's exactly what, what it sounds like. There is a plague. There is, is rats and, and just this disease and this filth. And you are this young girl with her young brother whose parents were, you know, I believe they were murdered. Or, mm-hmm. And you're an orphan, and you are kind of left on your own devices. Your younger brother has this power to, um, to kind of expel the plague and expel the rats. And because of that, you're ostracized. And, you know, there's this, there's this whole overarching story. Um, the church is the bad guy, and, you know, they're they're kind of conjuring up this plague to give themselves more power. And um, it's just like this beautiful overarching story of just these young kids um, meeting up with other orphans and other people that have, you know, gone through rough stuff and just trying to get through this horrible, horrible, horrible situation. Um, and it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me. It, 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 it unfortunately didn't make my game, uh, my top 10 of that year, but it totally could have, you know, and, and it's just one of those games that I always look back with, with fondness um sure there's you know there are some issues technically it's you know there are some issues with some of the gameplay mm-hmm. some of the ai isn't always very crisp or, or, or works very well um but it's cool because you have to you know kind of i don't know how to, to describe it but you know you can't be touched by either the rats or anything that's containing the plague and the only way to do that is to either have a light source with you or to light something up or to use the powers of your younger brother. And you kind of just have to kind of solve these puzzles where you're in an area where it's like, okay, I need to get to that door, but there's all this plague in front of me. How do I maneuver it? Oh, okay, you know, I need to light that up or I need to have my brother, you know, do this. And it's cool in that sense. Um, And it's just a lot of fun. And again, it's the overarching story, and especially for the way that it ends. It's not that it's the most incredible ending, but I like how they ended it. It's very realistic. And um, I just think it's an absolute incredible game. And I like bringing it up because it really is. It's a small indie game. And Dan, I'm going to copy what you said. It's a small indie game that feels like a AAA game. Yeah. It's very well done. Um, it, it's got a big scope to it, nice breath to it. And um, it's just, it, I, it, it has a nice 
place in my heart. I really liked the game. It's a good pick, Dan. Thanks, man. I, I think it's a really good game. I liked it a lot at the time. I it definitely I hold it like high up as well as like when I look back at it, I'm like, man, that was a really cool game. Mm-hmm. I think it does some really cool things story wise. I think it does some really cool things gameplay wise. And and like you said, that that indie you know that this is this is such a weird thing, but I believe and I'm gonna double check this I believe that this is the same studio that made Microsoft Flight Simulator. Oh, no kidding, really? Isn't that so weird? <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Plague Tale Innocence is a really, really cool game. Uh, yeah, it is. A Sobo studio. Wow. Um, that's funny. That's so funny. That's really funny. Um, but yes, I um, <clears throat> I agree with that pick. I'm super happy to, to see it, you know. Yeah, man. I just, I, I again... I just like that, you know, we're still talking about that game. You know, I, I feel like it kind of came under the radar and it, and it kind of stayed under the radar. And that's kind of the perfect spot for, for the, what we want to do with these. Yeah, to highlight stuff. Game Pass games. So, yeah, um, that's my so pick, Dan. What's your pick? I'm going to take Titanfall 2 here. Ooh. Uh, Titanfall 2 has one of the best first-person shooter campaigns of all time. Insane something. It is so goddamn good. Not enough people give this game love. Um, because a lot of people just look at it as like a, you know, Call of Duty future, you know, blah blah blah. Right. But the story and the like, the, the single player campaign has so many amazing moments, story wise, visually. The shooting is so good throughout. This is Respawn who made Apex Legends, you know, years later. Um, I just I really love Titanfall too. I I love the multiplayer, but really it's a single player campaign, um, where it's basically a story between this one soldier and his mech suit <laughs> BT, and it's like this buddy, you know, action movie, um, with just it's just full of amazing moments, and I really think more people should play that game and and you know, check out that campaign. That's awesome, man. Another great pick. Two great picks. Two great All picks. All on Game Pass. Yeah, all on Game Pass. So I think Game Pass is the real winner here. I, you know what? I think we're all the real winners here. <laughs> we're all the real winners. I just feel blessed, Dan. <laughs> I feel blessed. Um, all right. Yeah. I, you know what I want to do, Dan? I want to commit. The next week, we're going to do a top five, bottom five, because we've been slacking on that. Oh, big time. yeah. All right. Next week, top five, bottom um, five. I also want to mention that we didn't have any real updates for our um fantasy draft so our video game fantasy league no new updates uh we updated you last week a little bit with dan's pick of harry potter getting pushed to 2022 or hogwarts legacy it's called right and uh and with dan nailing hitman right on the head doesn't matter to me baby got uh (laughs) got the 86 got plus four points um so we're still we're still at that nothing else has released that has been relevant to any of our picks. So we're going to keep continue to check on that with each episode. Mm-hmm. And Dan, I think that might be it, buddy. Yeah, so check us out uh, in two weeks. Thank you so much, Dan, for joining me today. And Thank you. Thank you for everybody listening and uh, tuning into the program. We love you all. And uh, Shelby, we missed you, bud, and can't wait to see you soon. Until next time, guys, peace, love, justice, and I love you guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching and or listening. Just here to remind you that you can find us by searching for Circle Back Podcasts or Circle Back Gaming on any of these podcast services. Anchor, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, or Stitcher. My God, I'm out of breath because of all these podcast services, but you can find us anywhere there. Also, you can find us our video version on YouTube by searching Circle Back Podcasts or Circle Back Gaming uh, and the rest of the videos we do. Thanks, guys.